a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. For those working on the front lines at St. Mark's Hospital, 12-hour days, and oftentimes coming in on the weekend is kind of the norm right now, since coronavirus has made everything else in the world anything but normal. Jen Jellerson, critical care director at St. Mark's, says for her and her staff, there's no way to ease your way into the morning. At 9 a.m., she and others are already right in the thick of it. We already started off busy. We are nearly at capacity. We are starting off full and busy. Speaking to her roughly three hours later, around noontime, you get a sense of just how much this unit is like a team. Knowing how hard it is to stay above water, oftentimes staffers volunteer their help, sacrificing what would be much deserved break time. We did have like an extra nurse that came in, just called and was like, if you guys need help, I can come. I'm like, yes, come on in. Fast forward a full eight hours from when we first spoke to Jen, and it's almost impossible to imagine how she fits everything into one day. Today, she visited every bed in the ICU and led her team of nurses who have to do everything for the patients, from setting up Zoom calls with loved ones all the way down to getting them a glass of water. Their fingerprints are literally on everything that happens, and obviously that can be emotionally draining. This will definitely have a long-term effect on a lot of healthcare workers. With Thanksgiving around the corner, she says she's thankful for such a devoted team and devoted healthcare workers all over the state who are helping to carry this unbelievable load. John Wojcik, KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.